Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And uh, as always, just excited and delighted to be with you here on Sunday mornings here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. What God is doing in his glorious kingdom. This is show number 711. And I'm telling you what, I'm just amazed at that. But I've had a great time and had the opportunity to meet a lot of wonderful folks. We do have a few rules on the show. We don't talk sports or politics. We don't talk doctrine. But we do always speak well of one another. And uh, it seems to have worked out pretty well over all of these years. Now, if you are a person who pays attention when you uh, listen to radio broadcast and you've heard the uh, uh, intros and outros of uh, two other shows that I do, well, the voice that you hear is the voice of my son who's sitting right here in the studio with me. This is uh, Joshua King. Josh, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. And uh, We've had him on the show a few times. And, of course, uh, Joshua is uh, a youth pastor, and he's uh, over at the uh, church. It's called Go to church and i think you're supposed to pronounce that it's like go to church right i i don't think we're real picky on it just as long as you go (laughs) (laughs) and that's over on north monroe street right across the road from the red lobster right next to the red lobster across from the dunkin donuts okay all right that's right i'm sure you know better than i (laughs) i have been there a few times yeah how long have you been a youth pastor there now uh two and a half years now wow served in other positions in the church prior uh-huh. Been, uh, I think it's been five years that you've been in the church that, yeah, itself. Yeah. yeah, Josh is also a musician and he plays a keyboard. And he's a vocalist, and uh, so do you, do you do a lot of that in the church? Um, I that's where I used to serve prior to um, becoming the youth pastor. I served on the worship team um, uh-huh. in various uh, facets. Right. Um, once I took over. As the youth pastor there, um, my wife uh, made sure to lay things out and, you know, kind of make me visualize my plate and said, all right, (laughs) you're adding something onto a full plate, so something's got to come off. So uh, I stepped down from serving in the worship team um, until recently, um, and I've kind of hopped back on, not every week, but uh, really it's been just kind of once a month since maybe... But now break or you so. have your youth services during the morning worship service at the church. Uh, no, we um, our youth services are Sunday nights from oh, five okay. to seven thirty. Has that changed? No, we um, no we've had our youth services uh, Sunday evenings. Okay, I was thinking that you were you were involved in youth on Sunday mornings, and, and so that kept you out of the adult service. No, we have our we have our children's ministry. Um, as you know, my uh, my wife um, and I are the children and youth pastors okay. um, and we do our children's ministry on Sunday morning. So you're involved in that as well. Right, right, okay. right. And of course Beth is the uh, one who does most of yeah, the work. With she's the children. um, children's ministry director. Okay. Yeah. Now, you were in the church for a while before you became the youth pastor. How did that happen? Um, well, they um, had some transition. Uh, the youth pastor at the time, he had some other opportunities that was, was going to take him out of town. And uh, my pastors were aware of my background, kind of growing up um, in the church and then started serving in youth ministry uh, when I was young, 18, 19. 
um, and then serving um, under you for a lot of years. So they were well aware of that background, and so they approached me and asked me uh, what my interest level would, was as far as taking over that um, position. And uh, I thought about it, prayed about it, talked to Beth about it, and um, ultimately came to the conclusion that that was a door that God was opening. And uh, I walked through it. So youth is, uh, of course, I've known you all your life, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has always been a passion of yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when we discussed this when you were still in high school, and you told me that's that's something that you were interested in doing. But like you say, you you were with me mm-hmm. uh, years of serving as the regional youth director and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, camps and conferences and all the things that we did. Most of the time, uh, when we when I'd go, Josh would be with me. So mm-hmm. he kind of had that back, background and kind of saw how things operate. Yeah. And probably I said, well, that's not the way I'm going to do it. And then some <laughs> things he said, oh, yeah, that's the way my dad would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, – but now you also are involved with youth in your uh, vocation, mm-hmm. and tell them about that. Well, I uh, currently am an eighth grade history teacher, um, and uh, working at the middle school. Um, I also sponsor the FCA club and the journalism club, and I coach uh, basketball there. Um, so I got my uh, hands in a lot of things, um, but really. All of it is an opportunity for me to be able to work with young people and have some sort of positive impact in their life. Um, that has become such a passion of mine um, as I've gotten older, uh, simply because I see I, kids haven't changed. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I was the same kid, uh, you know, 17, 18 years ago. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, <laughs> walking down the halls of middle school as they are right now. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing that's changed is the stuff around them technology-wise. Right, right. And so when, when I see that and I see, I see young people making the same mistakes that I did, same mistakes that my friends did, and it's stuff that's so avoidable. Uh-huh. And if they just, if, I feel like if they just had somebody that would take them aside and just speak into their life and say, hey, this is a road that you're going down that's going to ultimately lead to heartbreak, to trouble, to uh, bad things for you. I can, you can, you can take me at my word, learn from my experiences, um, or you can continue down this road and experience it for yourself. But you don't have to. Right now, you get to have that conversation with young people at the school. Yeah, I do, and I, I, honestly, I've 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 gotten more and more bold as as I've gotten right. older and. Uh, more into my career, um, and I really lean on my position as the FCA sponsor with yeah. a lot of it. Um, it gives me a, a good amount of leeway, uh, legally speaking, um, to be able to have those conversations. And I, I usually phrase things to to where I can get students to kind of ask me a question to invite me to talk about right. Right. Uh, what I'm what I'm wanting to talk to them about. Yeah, uh, I listened to James Dobson this morning on uh, not focus on the family because he doesn't do that anymore. Family talk, mm-hmm. and he talked about that very same thing about how that you can uh, you can answer a question. In fact, he had a chaplain right. on the show this morning. It was on Wave ninety four, and uh, the chaplain they were trying to drum him out because of his views. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, and according to the quote rules or laws or however you, I mean, he'd done everything. Cross the board, right? Right. Yeah, and as do I. I everything's by the book. Like, like you said, though, if if a student asks me a question, um, I am free to answer that question however I feel is best. Right. So, um, like I said, they they ask me questions, I answer questions. Um, FCA invites me to speak 
sometimes, so that gives me a form as well. Um, of course, being a coach, you just the, being a basketball coach or a coach in general, that just gives you an opportunity to have a personal relationship with uh, your players anyway, because right. uh, right. you're, you're, you know, that whole dynamic of sport uh, where you're, you know, pouring out blood, sweat, and tears and preparing. <laughs> well, I remember. Uh, you know, all those, you know, practices <laughs> and then, you know, the, the triumph of the game yeah. and everything like that, that, that just creates a whole other yeah. dynamic uh, relationally with with your players, so. But now, when you sometimes, as you said, you see where a young person is making the same mistakes, and you have a chance to talk to them, do you do you ever get to see them turn around and go the right direction? I, thankfully, yes, I have seen um, amazing stories of students that, and usually, I don't see it within the school year, with, uh-huh. but in the time that they're eighth grade, um, it's normally once they go on to high school, then they'll come back and visit and. Or I'll you know uh, follow them on social media or something like that, and I'll, I'll see the transformation. Right. But I have, and yeah. it's. Um, I'll tell you what, if it wasn't for that, it would make things a whole lot more. It's hard exhilarating, for me. though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We had a young man showed up at our church here not too long ago that had been in our Tuesday night youth meet group, and uh, oh, you know, we wondered about how how his life was going to go, mm-hmm. and he come back and he he was in a Navy uniform and, and he joined the military and. I think, wow, I guess maybe we might have done something good. <laughs> if, if, if we're thinking about the same kid, it was a former student of mine, too. Uh-huh. It's a, so, yeah. yeah, you get an opportunity to be able to, to make an impact, mm-hmm. and that's what youth work is all about. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you said earlier that they, they really don't change that much, and a lot of people would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're there and you see them, and, and, of course, over 30 years of running youth camps and conferences, I went through a lot of generation. Mm-hmm. And you, you take the trimmings away, mm. and the and the basic person who is a they're in need of reinforcement. They they want to right. be recognized. Uh, they want to be loved. Exactly. They they want to be treated with respect. All of those things those those don't change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we're talking about when we're talking about youth, I mean, what what are we really talking? About? We're talking about people that are searching for their identity. Right. They're right. they're wanting to be accepted. Right. They're wanting to feel loved. Um. And they're willing to do things in order to attain them. Right. And so whatever the trendy thing is, that's what they're going right. to do. So that's when I say that they're the same and they haven't changed, they haven't changed in the sense that they want those things. Right. It's the mechanisms as, in which they attain those things is what's different. And, and they're just they're waiting to be influenced right. one way or the other. Exactly. And it could be a positive influence right. or it could be the mm-hmm. person that's going to come along and, and uh, entice them into something that's going to ruin their lives. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's your goal and my goal whenever I get a chance to work with young people. I said, I want to have you – have you to have a quality life. I right. want you to have a good life. I've had a good life, and I want you to have the same thing. And uh, mm-hmm. try not to make stupid mistakes, but <laughs> unfortunately, it happens. And, uh, and then sometimes we get to pick up the pieces. Right. <laughs> and along with that, yeah. now you uh, are going to be our camp speaker right. this yeah. summer. Um, I am the uh, director of the. It's called Christian Youth Ministers International. It's a youth camp that I formed. Actually, this will be our fifth year in Defuniac Springs, and uh, I've asked Joshua to come and be our speaker. And I'm looking forward to that. This is going to be a new dynamic for me is to have my son as the camp evangelist. You know? <laughs> and uh, uh, you, you you mentioned a, a GoFundMe page. Now, is that for just this camp? Or you, I know you've got another camp you're taking kids to as well. Well, normally we um, we set up a fundraiser page for our students because my youth group is a little unique. 
um, at least I, I think, um, in that we serve more community students than our church students. Okay. Um, we have more students coming to our youth ministry, um, either students of mine, former students of mine, friends of students of mine, um, far more than what are actually coming from our church. Um, I, that could have to do with the size of our church. I, I don't know, but um, I like to think of us as a community youth ministry um, more than a just a singular church ministry. Um, and so in that, it comes with... Um, financial difficulties for certain students that, that come. Um, and we, we do these things like conferences and camps and uh, other things um, that just, they require money. Right, um, of course. And with, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, we, uh, as a church, um, we do okay to cover the things that we need to cover. But like I said, for us being a community youth ministry, pulling in so many of these kids that, you know, are not with the church, and, and frankly, we just don't have enough funds for all of them. Right. And I want all of them Absolutely. to go to these things. <laughs> I never want um, money to be the reason why they can't. Right. Go. Exactly. Right. Uh, and um, so I, I've simply just set up a uh, a fundraiser page so that people can um, donate if they feel led to. Right. Um, we all we get tremendous uh, support from the the people in our church. Um, and they always, you know, come through with what we need. And God is always faithful to bless us in what we need. Um, this year, I've, I've honestly challenged God in that um, I'm, my goal is to take a charter bus full of students to the youth conference that we go to this year. Wow. Um, so <laughs> that's uh, 50, 50 students is my goal. Right. Um, going over in a charter bus. So, uh, and then. Um, the the youth camp that's a little different because we we go we take our um, eight year olds through rising eighth grade to okay. the youth camp. Our high schoolers go to a conference, um, and like I said, because of funds right. uh, limitations, well, you had a we few. Can't do both. You had a few high schoolers last year at the camp, but uh, right, yeah, and yeah. I do give them the option right. if they want to go right. to the camp, that's fine. If they want to go to the uh, uh, conference, that's fine too. But the GoFundMe page is just it's there for. Extra support if anybody else that's not a part of our church and not affiliated with me or anything like that would just like to um, donate to a, a very worthy cause, in my opinion. It's, it's just, I mean, it's sending young people to events that are going to impact their lives positively. And it's just simply GoFundMe.com slash Lit Youth, L-I-T, Youth, okay. which is the name of our youth group. It's, it's called Lit? Lit Youth, yeah. Okay, now there's a... There's a <laughs> There's, there's a reason why you came up with this name. Yeah, I'm always is. fascinated by these things. Yeah. Uh, well, um, simply put, we asked our kids um, if they wanted to rename the youth group, and the consensus was that they did. What was it before? It was just Go To Youth Okay. Uh, from the church name. And so we went through a voting process, and <laughs> they, they submitted name suggestions and everything like that, and I took the you know highest five uh votes or whatever and it was down to that many and then this one came out on top um i didn't like it at first (laughs) um but i i went with it because it's what the kids wanted and i made it work right um and so lit youth um we have made it stand for living in testimony um and our scripture that we uh, base ourselves off of is Revelation twelve eleven, where it talks yeah, about by the blood exactly. of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. Exactly, in which, <laughs> and when you put all those pieces together, I, I, I feel like it's a God thing because, um, like I said, when you put all those pieces together, 
one of one of the most powerful things, if not the most powerful thing we have in witnessing the gospel is our testimony. Right. When you can tell somebody your testimony about how Jesus impacted your life, how God was so good to you, and how he pulled you out of whatever situation or circumstances that you came from to bless you in the way that he, that he does and, and did and does, it's our testimony. Well, so so we, we're living in that. We're living in our testimony um, in our youth group. Now, I, I'm taking this like uh, it says, uh, we are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. So you're lit. Well, that too. <laughs> it, it is It is a, a double play. So that, that's not it, though. Oh, I mean, our, our symbol is a match. Okay. So it, it's a hand holding a match. So it, it is that as right. well. Um, so we're, we're, we're lit. We, everywhere we go, we're lit. So, so it's, it's grown on you. Yeah, it has. And, right. and, and it, it's a word that the students use all the time anyway. And, and when we were first doing it, they were, they were like, Mr. King, that, that's bad. Or Pastor King, that's bad. You shouldn't say that. I was like, why? <laughs> and, and, and I knew, I knew the negative connotation uh-huh. behind how, yeah, being in how, middle school, you right, would, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah, clue yeah. what to So, um, uh, then, you know, sometimes it's a negative thing, sometimes it's a positive thing. So being lit is just, it's the same word as cool. Uh-huh. So when yeah. you, you say, oh, it's lit, it just, that just means it's cool. <laughs> uh, being lit is something, you know, when I was in middle school, that meant yeah, something different. Yeah, right, right. Um, but, you know, now it's fine. And I told him, I had an opportunity there to say, you know, the world says this is, this is something bad that you shouldn't use, but why not use God's redemptive qualities to use something that was bad right. for and, His and, good? And, and give it ten years, and people right, it's, it'll be out, out of out of vogue by that time. But exactly. but uh, that GoFundMe lit GoFundMe dot com slash lit youth. Okay, GoFundMe dot com slash lit youth. Yep. And if you'd like to be involved and, and be a part of that, and go to that, and you can. Make donations, and it'll help the, to be able to rent that bus. So he's wanting right. to take a group over to Jacksonville for this. Uh, it's called the Youth Summit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, bring some kids over to Defuniac mm-hmm. for the youth camp. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I would even extend the offer not only to uh, donate to the cause uh, financially, but also if you know kids that, oh, yeah, that want to go to a youth camp or a youth summit, um, I will take them, uh, and and they will they will they will not come back the same. No, they they no. can't. When you, I always tell them. I said you can't come out the same when you have a God encounter. <laughs> I like that because it doesn't like happen. That. God yeah. God changes things. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, that, you know, I'm a big proponent of youth camp. I'm, right. I'm a I'm a believer because right. I've seen the results of it over so many years. How life transforming it is. It it does. It changes lives. And I'm all for it. Of course, I'm, same thing. The invitation, if if you'd like to uh, send a young person to youth camp, it's July 17 through 21. Again, it's in Defuniac Springs. And we actually run two camps or side by side. We run a, It's a junior camp and a senior camp. The juniors are from, uh, we started eight years old and up to 12. Twelve-year-olds could go either junior camp or senior camp, and the senior camp goes up to 18. And uh we do a lot of interaction during camp. We have, of course, we have speakers, and uh, we do a lot of competition stuff. And, and uh, it's all—it's a very uh, planned and orchestrated uh, method that we go about presenting the gospel this way. But I've just seen the power of it over so many years, and that's why I'm such a—I'm just a proponent. I believe in it, and so I, I encourage you. Of course, you can go to cymi.us and find out about the um, uh, Christian Youth Ministers International Youth Camp. 
Mm-hmm. Again, this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and uh, I just enjoy being with you on these Sunday mornings. Been doing this about 15 years now on three different stations. I have my son in the studio with me today. He is a youth pastor at a church called Go to Church. And they're over there on North Monroe Street. Uh, and uh, Josh, you said the services are 6 o'clock on Sunday night? Youth services are from 5 o'clock to 7.30. Okay. Give, you said you're between the Red Lobster and... Between Red Lobster and Casey's Buffet. Casey's Buffet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you're heading on Monroe Street, mm-hmm. head toward I-10. You're not far from I-10. No. And you see the church on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. Five to seven Sunday nights. And Do you speak every Sunday night? No. Um, I speak most of the time. I do bring in guest speakers. And I have um, assistants that... Uh, We'll speak as well. Okay. Yeah. And uh, music, I would assume. You have a uh, we band? Have, oh, man. Our music is amazing, actually. If I could just <laughs> brag on it for a second. Uh, we have some amazing worship uh, leaders um, that do a fantastic job. And every Sunday, it's 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 just great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, do you get a lot of uh, young people visiting for the first time at this? Yeah, we, we do. Um, we get a lot of visitors, uh, students that bring their friends. Um yeah, we we pull in a lot of well. That's the best way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that old that one on one word of mouth is mm-hmm. you just can't beat it as far as bringing people to church and youth ministries. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, I encourage young people to go to be involved in things like this because when you are that age, you need that mm-hmm. structure and you need the uh, the. Uh, involvement with other young people to help you to be able to stay away from things that's going to hurt you and be able to go toward those things that's going to help you and bless you and help you to grow up and and, uh, not have to look back over your shoulder because of regrets and that's always been the thing that i've always said this to young people is look if you don't if you don't make a bunch of dumb things you don't have to be worried about the rest of your life but if you do it will stay with you for a lifetime and that's the sad thing about it I have my son Joshua in the studio. We're talking youth, and uh, he is a youth pastor. But I want to tell you this, that if you like uh, gospel music, I'm talking about southern gospel now, a little bluegrass, and you want to join me on Saturday nights for the Saturday Night Gospel Sing over at Wave 94. That's 94.1 on your radio dial. And we play uh, Southern Gospel music for an hour, a little commentary in between. I uh, do a little preaching, too. It's just, I think it's a great show. People seem to enjoy it. Again, 7 o'clock on uh, Saturday nights, 94.1. And also, you can join me there on 94.1 on the Monday through Friday for my daily broadcast. It's a five-minute teaching of the Word at 11 o'clock. You can uh, tune into that as well. And... Uh, of course, I want to invite you to church. I pastor Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast. We're right across the road from the federal prison. We're right down the road from, or actually we're between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. If you head toward Park Avenue, you look for us on the right-hand side. FRCM.us is the website. We start at 1105 on Sunday mornings. And just one more thing, and that's AAA Constant Comfort. My good friend Robert and Jim, they do heating and air conditioning, and uh, they do a great job. 893-9566. Joshua King, youth pastor. Hmm. <laughs> pastor King. That's <laughs> something I have to get used to. But, uh, of course, I'm, I'm proud of my son, and I'm proud of all my children. They're all involved in, in different aspects of life and ministry and uh 
God's blessed my wife and I with wonderful children. But uh, you uh, have, as we said earlier in the broadcast, you've always had a heart for young people. Mm. But uh, you've uh, had your own journey mm. to bring you to this point. And, of mm. course, uh, you went to high school here in Tallahassee and was raised in Tallahassee, raised in a pastor's home. Mm. And uh, so tell us about your journey of faith. Uh, well, it it's one of those things where when you're born into a pastor's home, you're, you know, quote unquote, born saved. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, did the whole, you know, in church on Sunday all day. Right. In church on Tuesdays for Bible study, on Wednesdays for the midweek service. And, you know, in church, the church was, you know, second home. Yeah. Um, and a lot of influence there. Uh, you know, we, we grew up in a very, uh, very much a, a family oriented church and lots of people that were not related to me by blood that were family. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you, all those different things influencing your life. And, um, at, at, you know, some point, uh, you know, me, I, I rebelled against it. If, if, if I'm just honest, uh-huh. I rebelled against a lot of the things um, that I grew up learning about and being taught and being raised as and everything like that. And uh, you know, at one point, it, it, a lot of it just didn't seem real to me. Um, you know, was it just something I was being told or anything? You know, something like that to that effect. And you know, the, the devil began to use that time to just, you know, plant these, uh, seeds in me to just kind of start to walk away. Um, and I always thought I was, uh, impervious to, um, peer pressure. And Uh. I always thought I was so strong that, you know, I couldn't be influenced to do anything that I didn't want to do. Um, and so, you know, that was a lot of pride. Uh, and like I said, the devil just began to use that to, caused me to stumble and uh, got into high school and I found that I'm that typical teen. I wanted to be liked. I wanted to be accepted. I wanted, you know, that whole deal. Right. And I began to um, do little things here and there that that caused people to notice me and caused people to laugh and caused people to like me. And I said, and I, I remember thinking, wow, this, you know, I like this. And so I began to do more and more and more. And next thing you know, I built an identity for myself that wasn't really me. Um, but that identity was liked by people. And the more I, I fed that, uh, the worse my life got. And uh, I was probably, I think it was 11th grade when I really I really hit a bottom and um, just pretty much doing every everything that... that you could get into as a teenager that was bad. And, um, I remember just not really liking myself anymore. Um, and I began to question those questions were still lingering and going in, I remember going into my senior year in high school, um, about midway through, uh, maybe actually maybe like October, November, things started to change for the better. Um, started to kind of see see the light again and as I got out of high school um, which was a you know, whole separate journey on its own um, got out of high school 
and uh, began. I, I, I moved out right after high school and started living on my own uh, with a roommate. And um, really, uh, things didn't change a whole lot. Um, and then we that the roller coaster ride started going down again. Um, and then I hit I hit that bottom again. And I remember just really questioning things just completely. You know, God, are you real? God, you know, is, yeah. if you're real, how is this happening to me? How 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 am I in this situation? How am I this far down? Um, you know, and I remember, um, I remember praying. You know, it was one of those desperation prayers. You know, God, if if you're real, you got to show me. You got to show me something tangible that I can see that I know that it was you. And um, I won't get into the details or specifics of that, but um, I prayed that prayer um, late one night, and by midday the following day, it had happened. Huh. Wow. <laughs> and and that just made me go, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that, that started me back on a journey right. of, okay, let's, let's refocus here. Let's, let's understand who God is and exactly what he wants to do in my life because, you know, God created me specifically. Right. And uniquely. Right. Um, and he, and he fashioned everything about me. And, um, you know, a, a God that takes such care to, you know, place the hairs where they're supposed to go right. to right. fashion your nose just the way it's supposed to be, you know, to, um, to, you know, elongate your fingers just how they need to be to play the piano or whatever. <laughs> um, you, you know, a God that's, that's right. so right. involved in the making of you and specifically for a purpose that he has for you. Um, I began to look at that relationship and I, and, and the more I dove into that relationship with exactly who God was and exactly what he wanted for me. And I began to just read the Bible and, and, I remember praying and, and reading and going, oh my goodness, all these things that I was doing that I thought were you know good for me or thought were the best for me or thought the path that I should take, and ultimately they weren't. So I was trusting in myself instead of trusting in God. Right. And when I figured out, when I finally figured out that if I just trusted in God, that he has the best plan for my life. Amen. And so I got back on that path and I finally uh, got to a point to where everything just started looking better. Yeah. And I kept walking that path. And next thing you know, I'm walking into my destiny. Things yeah. started happening. Doors started opening. Um, and God began to bless me once again. Um, and it just, and it just, I think it was that situation, you know, those years of walking through the, that, those dark times right. um, that has really cemented my uh, relationship with God and exactly who He is and who I am in Him um, because I've been outside of him, right? And it's not it's not a pretty picture. Now, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. I said, I wonder what the radio audience is thinking. I said, Well, where was where was your dad? Where where was your mom during all of this? And, well, know, we grew up in a pastor's house, so we learned to be pretty sneaky about things. But but, so. but, but not only that, though, is that there was never a time when your mother and I never, we knew you were going through stuff. We mm-hmm. knew there were things going on. Of course, with you and I, we've always been so close. You know, mm-hmm. we we've always shared these things. But there was just a lot of prayer going on, and, I, and there, there were times when uh, there would be something that would come up, and it, it wouldn't be a horrible, horrible thing. And my, my wife and I would talk about it. We said, "Well, if that's the worst it gets, 
<laughs> you know, that's that's not so bad. We we can live with this, or you know, uh, so, something maybe we didn't particularly mm-hmm. like, or whatever. And the, the old old adage, you pick your battles. <laughs> you know, said, so, well, this we'll go to bat for. This over here, we're going to leave that to the Lord and, and uh, see how it goes out. But the thing about it is that God did bring you back around mm-hmm. to the point. And I think that, and we we've, we've talked to, to here this morning about the camps and the conferences and all these sort of things. I think these things have an effect mm-hmm. in, in a in a young person's life because mm-hmm. it, you they get to go, they get to see a different perspective. A lot of times God has just the right word or words mm-hmm. at just the right time. They'll just speak to a young person's heart and help them to be able to find their way back to, to the light of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons why I'm such a proponent of these things. Mm-hmm. I think that they're, they're positive in that aspect of it. But, yeah, uh, definitely. And and to just kind of circle back to your point about, you know, where where were, you know, the parents in the situation. Um, for any parents that are listening right now, um, when I hit that bottom second time when I was out of high school, who was it that received that 2 a.m. phone call? That's right. Who was it? That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the person that I called to uh, waffle, waffle pour house. my heart out <laughs> at 2 a.m. in a Waffle House was right. my dad, he, he, the, the, the one that had been there. The whole time, yeah, um, very much. It's a prodigal story, very much so. I'd yeah. say I remember that night. I remember it very, very well. But here's the thing: uh, maybe you're a parent, and you've you've got children, and you're going through these things. Don't give up hope. Never stop praying. Never ever stop praying. God can do incredible things. He he's just he's just able to do those things. And and the thing about it is, Joshua, is that. You know, I had my own journey mm-hmm. that when I was well, at 14, that was the that was the big age for me. Now, I never got into mischief. Of course, you know, I grew up in Cynthia, Kentucky. How much mm-hmm. mischief can you get into? <laughs> but uh, I remember I went almost a whole year. I, actually, I write about this in my book that I'm getting printed now. I talk about that. that uh, um, it was about a year I went through that struggle. God, are you real? Are, it's everything that I've been taught all my life from my parents at the Sunrise Christian Church. Are these things real? And I had struggled with that. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I finally came to the conclusion that, yes, I do believe. And of course, what I did, I had to change some ways. And uh, mm-hmm. for me, and again, I, I write about it in the book, I would ride the school bus to Cynthiana. It was a 15-mile ride, but it was longer than that because we had to go up all these little side roads and stuff. So you'd have an hour or so on the bus, and we'd sit on the – I'd sit in the back with a bunch of other old boys, and they'd crack foul jokes and stuff. When I came to that reality of my life, I had to move to the front of the bus. Mm-hmm. They made fun of me. And I said, well, if, I, if I'm going to live this life, then I'm going to have to live it. And uh, that means I got to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm glad I did. I mean, you know. Uh, and there were other times – to where I call them alter experiences. Mm-hmm. What, what did you call them a little while ago? You, you, you talking about change, but uh, anyway, yeah, the God change, a God experience. Yeah, God experience, and I and I've had those times to where you know God just really shows Himself to you mm-hmm. to these things, and so but prayer, prayer makes the difference. Mm-hmm. My mother was a praying woman, <laughs> and she prayed for me. And uh, the thing about it is that. What we're trying to simply tell to you, uh, moms and dads and aunts and uncles and, and young people who may be listening to the broadcast, the word that you said, the the lit, <laughs> <laughs> we are the light of the world, mm-hmm. and uh, God wants to 
God wants to do a special thing in every life. Mm-hmm. He really, really does. Yeah. So. And the, the great thing about working in youth ministry is you see, you get to see kids get to that point because prior to, really to me, prior to those experiences, they're living in religion. And so they they have this religious experience. Uh-huh. You know, this is what you're supposed to do. This right. is what you're taught right. and everything right. like that. And then they have that experience. And instead of re- uh, religion, now it's relationship. Right. And so they've, they've transformed from living out their Christian walk through through religion. And now they're living their Christian walk out through relationship. Right. Because now God is real to them. Now they they know who God is and, and that developing of that relationship is so key it's right. so important and, and once you step into that everything changes yeah, and it will sustain you were religion right exactly yeah, that personal relationship with the lord jesus christ because he 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 desires that mm-hmm. he seeks those who will worship him and have a relationship with him now joshua you we mentioned this earlier you are a musician okay? I, I dabble you dabble <laughs> but now you when you were a child a, a young young man you took piano lessons. I remember mm-hmm. it well. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then you decided you didn't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So what brought you back to the keyboard? <laughs> uh, it, you know, I, I kick myself now. Um, I took piano lessons from oh, uh, I think it was somewhere around eight years, and then um, I got to middle school and um, I decided I wanted to uh, play a different instrument. So I wanted to play the saxophone. So I dropped piano and focused on. Saxophone. I, I I got pretty good at it. I was first chair all state, but you know. <laughs> anyway, that's that's another story. But I yeah I I dropped piano to focus on uh, saxophone, and then once I got out of middle school, I actually dropped saxophone to start playing drums, and um, so you know the 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 instrumentation I guess you could call it was is a little um, you know eclectic, but. Um, it was not until I was in college, and I had been in college for two years, um, and uh, got a, a long, a long time friend of mine uh, moved up to Tallahassee to go to Florida State. And when he moved in, when, or rather, when we moved in together to this apartment, he uh, brought his his piano. It was a upright electric piano. And we had to carry that thing up three stairs, three, three, three flights of stairs, but that's a, another story as well. Um, and uh, so it was a, a, a very nice electric uh, piano, great sound and everything like that. And the neat thing about the piano was it, um, it taught you songs. The keys lit up. Oh. Yeah. So you could, um, it would teach you how to play a song by uh, putting the light on the right key that you're supposed to play. <laughs> I and never so, heard of such a thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, in college you got a lot of free time. Right. <laughs> so we, you know, a lot of times I just be I would be sitting in the apartment and there's this piano in the corner, and I thought one day, you know, it would be really neat to be able to play a song again on it. So I sat down and uh, luckily it played a song that I used to play all the time, um, and I learned I relearned how to play that one song, and that just made me more hungry to play more um <laughs> i've never heard this story <laughs> yeah well what i found out is that i couldn't play the way that i used to uh-huh. anymore i used i used to play classically you know sight reading music and everything like that i i lost it i completely lost huh. it and then uh my sister uh tabby she one day sat me down and said hey why don't you just play by chords um 
I was like, I, I have no idea how to do that. And she showed me. She uh-huh. just showed me like how to, you know, play the chords and everything like that. And um, that got me going again. And um, before you knew it, I was able to play pretty much any song that was put in front of me as long as it had the chord music, not the <laughs> sheet music. Um, and so that that's that is how I got back into the piano. So right. I still can't play classically. I can play that one song. I can play <laughs> for release <laughs> um, still. But I can't play anything else uh, through sheet music. It's got to be by chord. Right. Um, but I make it work, and uh, you know, it's it's good enough to get by. There, there's tons more people that are better than me, um, and there's many more people in my own church that that need to play keyboard and and, and not me. Um, but, when, but but when you play and you sing, yeah, it it really is quite moving because. I sense that the Holy Spirit is really flowing through you. Oh, thank you. When, when you minister there, but again to the radio audience, you might say, "Well, why?" Because Joshua was the only boy. Have girls? Have uh, uh, we have three girls who are biological? And then we have you mentioned Tabitha, which is our spiritual daughter, who who, who she plays the piano, but she was not raised in the home. You say, "Well, why would the boy go get piano lessons and none of the girls did?" Why, why do you suppose that was? Uh, well, Anna, the, my younger sister, she did take piano lessons um, for a few years, too. Funny, I don't remember that. Uh, I, I think she dropped it pretty quickly. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, She could play Ode to Joy like you wouldn't believe, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I, I have no idea. Uh, my older sisters, um, they sing. Um, Sarah is a phenomenal singer. Um, Rachel uh, sang as well. I'm not sure if she was in course. Of course, she was you know a few years ahead of me in school, so I, I don't really right, remember what right. all she did in school. Um, but you know, we're we're all pretty musical. Well, the reason reason what I assume, of course, my wife was a was the one who was behind all of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, when when you were little, actually before you were even born, mm-hmm. my wife had a word from God that mm-hmm. you would be a singer and a musician. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm assuming that's just a natural progression that uh, uh, why my wife felt led to have you take these piano lessons because mm-hmm. she knew that, that God had spoke to you before you were even born, that you were to be a musician. And, of course, then when you, then when you hung it up, then what do you do then? So, well, that's just we go back to the prayer mode again. <laughs> and, and my wife is a she's a tremendous prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. When, when she decides to start praying about something, you mm-hmm. it's 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 almost like gold. <laughs> and so she said, "Well, God said she, he was going to be a musician, mm-hmm. and he's not playing the piano or the keyboard right now. So we got to something about that." <laughs> and so next thing you know. And actually, I had not heard the story mm-hmm. about the the music or the the, the lit up keys. I didn't mm-hmm. know about that, mm-hmm. but uh, but that doesn't surprise me at all. God has a unique way of bringing what He wants to be done. Mm-hmm. He'll find a way to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but that's the the journey. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about the journey. That's why that's why I talk about the journey so much because everybody has got one. Everybody, you're on a journey. And it, those of you who are listening out there in Radio Land, you may be in faith now or you may be outside of faith, but you're still on a journey. Mm-hmm. And God is aware of your journey. He knows everything about you, every step. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is that there's a great love in God's heart for every human that exists. God has a great love. And if you're outside of faith, God is speaking to you. Even today, 
here. You tune in at ESPN Radio. And here is the voice simply saying to you that God loves you. And God is reaching out to you. And that's the gospel message. Now, the wonderful thing about this, and uh, Joshua talked about the full circle in his life. Grew up in a pastor's home. Um, it had all of the activities. And we did a lot of stuff. Because I've always been a youth guy. And uh, that's just part of my DNA. I, I, I've always loved young people. And when, when the, our children were small, I was a youth pastor as well as a pastor. <laughs> And uh, we traveled many, many a mile in an old blue and white van uh, hauling kids all across the country, going to camps, youth camps, youth tour. <laughs> and, uh, well, here you are doing simpler the same thing. So he's, he's wanting to take a bus. He didn't want to take the old blue and white van. <laughs> yeah, we can we can leave the uh, Wildcat A-team van back in Tallahassee. That's fine. But the thing about it is that uh, all of those experiences, you add all of those up in the in a young person's life, and it's 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 a part of the journey. It's part of the direction that God does. So when you take the time to invest in these young people, and uh, if you get one that shows up at your church on a on a Sunday night at five o'clock mm-hmm. at Lit Youth Ministry, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he may be outside of faith. Mm-hmm. But between you and your church, young, your young people and your youth team, you're going to love them to Jesus, aren't you? Yeah, that's that's our that's our mandate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is that uh, going to someplace new, walking in for the first time, sometimes that can be a very intimidating experience. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that your people are trained to try to to uh, minimize that as much as possible mm-hmm. to make that when they come, they have a welcome experience. Right. Okay. You have a GoFundMe page. Let's tell them about that again. Uh, yeah, that's um, it's just a fundraiser page that if anybody outside of our church or that's directly involved with me would like to donate um, funds to send students to camp or um, youth summit um, in July, they can, they can give through the GoFundMe page, which is GoFundMe.com slash lit youth l i t youth. Okay, and also if you want to now the event in Jacksonville mm-hmm. at the summit is that open to oh yeah people outside of of the church oh yeah definitely um, as a matter of fact um, we we encourage our students to bring their friends because um, it's it's a it's a three day conference okay. it's it's July twenty sixth twenty seventh twenty eighth and it's it's high energy. Okay. It, it's we hit the ground running and we don't stop until we get back to Tallahassee. Um, and it's one of those things that um, excitement really does breed excitement. Right. And so oh, yeah, yeah. When you get there and, and the atmosphere is just filled with excitement and you know a student that that comes maybe not knowing Jesus or or whatever the situation is, they look around and they see you know five hundred six hundred other students their age really excited about something. And then at some Contagious. point they figure it out. You know, they're all excited about Jesus. Right. Uh, yeah. They, then then they then they want to know more. And then uh, you know, once they want to know more, you can tell them about the goodness of God and right. uh, you know what what Jesus did for us and everything like that. And then and then really at that point it's just a matter of watching the dominoes fall. Huh. Yeah. I, I call that positive peer pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it really is. And uh, and and the thing about it is that 
uh, I, somebody asked me one time. Actually, it wouldn't be. Somebody told me that some study, the number one place where people are called to the ministry is those type of events, youth camps, conference, something like that, something that's, uh, that, that's, that has that ability to uh, draw a young person out of themselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the call of God is very strong in those type of settings. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, if you are listening and you have young people, then I would like for you to consider the CYMI Youth Camp, July 17 through 21. Uh, the summit is uh, the following week. Right, July 26th through the 28th. Okay, and he's trying to get a bus together. Right. So now, uh, of course, you've got the GoFundMe page, but how much would a young person have to pay at this point? Right now, uh, with not having – we're just considering we don't have any funds right okay. now. So students would have to pay out of pocket right now one twenty five for the for the three days, which that that would cover everything the conference the, uh, the stuff that comes with the conference, um, the hotel and transportation and the bus, uh, yeah, the transportation and uh, food while they're there. Okay, wow, and uh, give them the web address for oh to register for the uh, right. uh, youth summit. That would be southeastyouthsummit dot com, and you'd register for the high school. You know, would they do their own registration at the summit, or would they go through you to do that? Um, they, they'd go through that website, southeastyouthsummit.com, okay. and register. Um, then they would, while they register, when they're registering, they could choose, they can select uh, my church, okay. um, and that way they, I know that they're going with me. But yes, they would then have to contact me to let me know that they're going right, with me. So how would they so contact you? You can contact me through email, um, and that's just simply youth at gotochurch.com. Okay. Um, uh, or you can uh, check out our website, go to church dot com, and there's other um, contact information there. Okay. Because probably that's what they're going to want to do. Yeah, they probably just want to get in touch. You right. You, I would encourage help. anybody that would yeah. want to go to this just to help. contact you, me you first. Yes. And if, and if you're interested in the youth camp in Defuniac Springs, July seventeen through twenty one, then contact me. You can do that, Pastor J L King at Yahoo dot com, or call me. On my cell phone, 567-1703. Of course, it's area code 850. And we'll get you all set up. And uh, I, I'm just hoping that uh, there will be a response. The young people will be sent mm-hmm. to camp. I'm a believer. I'm telling you, it's life-changing. Life transformation takes place at mm-hmm. camp. And mm-hmm. so I'm a big proponent of it. And I'd uh, love to have your young people go and be a part of it. And uh, the thing is that if you believe in transformation or as Joshua talked about that that power that transforms that these are the type of events that you want to take advantage of mm-hmm. when it comes and, to young people. And I'd like to just reach out to any youth pastor that might be listening as well. I know a lot of times in, in ministry in general but especially youth ministry we get kind of territorial but if you have uh, a situation where your youth, your youth group doesn't do anything during the summer camp or conferences or anything like that Reach out to me, and we could partner up in ministry. We don't. We don't have to be territorial. Our Amen. our goal in youth ministry is to is to see together. kids loving Jesus. And so we absolutely. I'm more than willing to work uh, with you in that endeavor. So any youth pastor that's listening right now, reach out to me. We can we can we can do this yeah. thing together. Amen. We always close a broadcast out with prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for my son. And Lord, I just thank you, Father, for the man that you've raised him up to be and the ministry that he's involved in. I pray, God, your blessings upon it. 
And upon these camps and these conferences, Lord, just let your spirit just go before us. And, Father, we give you glory and praise. We pray for our city. We pray for our country. We pray for your kingdom. Let it grow and expand. We do love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.